Welcome back to the Game of Influence. My name is Josh Forty, and today I am here with the man, the myth, the legend himself, one of my best friends, the person who got wealthy before he got rich, by far the most intellectual and smart person I know. And that's saying something, right? I think, uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll just introduce him. His name is Brad Gibb. Brad, welcome to the Game of Influence. Thanks so much for coming on, dude. Thanks for that. Thanks for that, Josh. Appreciate it a ton. Dude, okay. Let's have a good we, time. We have so much to talk about. All right. So we have so much to talk. We have about an hour or so to talk about it all. And uh, it's funny. Where I wanted to go with that opening was like where I was saying intellectual. I thought Jordan Peterson. <laughs> I was like, I remember the conversation we had where you're like, listen, how Russell talks about funnels and Hermosi talks about what his he does and Peterson talks about what he does. You're like, I feel like I can have that level conversation with money. Now, um, before we get into that though, um, how is Funnel Hacking Live? We just came off of that. I want to talk about, actually, how was the private jet? Okay. Yeah, that was a cherry on top, right? So it's good to know people. Last second, we got to fly home on a private jet. So we didn't have to to just, that's, private jets are amazing. I now want to aspire to more. So private jet was awesome. Start Steve Harward took us home from uh, Funnel Hacking Live. It just happened to line up and he lives nice. in Utah. So, so that was very nice. Although- I was I had planned on sleeping the entire way home. Uh, yeah, okay. On private yeah. jets, right? So, <laughs> yeah. so that was the only downside. It's only downside to private jets you actually have to talk to people. Um, but it was a good. It was a good group of dudes. So how many that people was were on fun. It? Was there? Uh, it was just me and Steve and Ryan, my business partner Ryan Lee, and uh, a buddy of ours, Peter Skaggs, who lives here next. Oh to wow, us. Peter, that's cool. Just, just the four, four of you. Just four of us, and then Peter's wife and Ryan's wife. Um, so yeah, small group, like he changed his plan. So the people that were going to go, didn't go with him and he had an empty plane. He was going to fly back by himself. Otherwise. So nice. good time. dude, good time. uh, Russell flew home like commercial. It looked like I couldn't believe oh. it. Did you see him walking through the airport? No, huh? I he, he did that. some Instagram live. I have to watch. It. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, he did like man. an Instagram live yeah. and he was like, what's up everybody. You know, how Russell does that. What's up everybody. Yeah. Um, and he's walking through the, the airport. I'm like, yo, since when are when since when are you a peasant, Russell? Right. I was right? gonna say like, man of the people. There you go. I guess. I mean, listen, man of the people, but like you gotta imagine that like there's so many people flying home afterwards, right? Like that he could right. be attacked. But like, dude, I, be, I got attacked. Of any time to not fly right. home public, that would have been it for sure. Maybe yeah. he had maybe he had it maybe he had a purpose behind that. Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. And maybe he wasn't going home. I don't know. He just said he was leaving. Maybe they were going to the boys' house. I don't know. Um, but how's FHL? Well, I mean, you spoke, dude. Okay, I wasn't there. I would literally, I'm bummed. But at the same time, you missed mine. So, so we're it's even. Fair. All right, fair we're even fair. now. So, how did that go, dude? I'm, I heard, I'm oh, actually, but dude, Catherine, you were there. Catherine Jones told me it was the single greatest duo presentation she's ever watched live. That's pretty dope. That's pretty dang good, man. And I mean, the only reason that happened was, <clears throat> I mean, Ryan and I have great chemistry. We've been doing this for like six or seven years. So it was going to be good. But what pushed it, I don't know if you've ever worked with McCall Jones before, mm. but Briefly, she but no. was next level. Like in two sessions with us, she totally transformed everything, like the entire thing. and. So it brought it to an entirely another level. So speaking was, uh, I mean, 
you can't hang around in ClickFunnels and not want to speak on stage. So to have been there, <clears throat> you know, have been to work with Russell since 2016 and to have a chance to finally do that, man, it was in so many ways, like a culmination of the journey Yeah, to be able to get through there personally. The other kind of fun thing about it for us is like, as you well know, we struggle in so many areas that come naturally to the marketing crowd that we hang around. But to share the thing that I think we figured out, I mean, we figured out how to build a movement and have people wear t-shirts and post stuff online and like do all the things and we sell them life insurance. Um, <laughs> like to be able to do it in a in an industry that it can't be done, right? And And then to have somebody say something like that, that it's dynamic and engaging and exciting. So fun, really fun for us, the ClickFunnels team. I mean, you know. Yeah, Russell sure. is Russell, no matter where you meet him. And I've been around him long enough to that, you know, to be able to see that there. Um, dude, and- it's ridiculous, dude. Like anyone that like talks anything about Russell that's like negative or click funnels is negative, right? It's like, I don't even like have you actually stepped a foot into the like have you been there? Right. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, I um it's funny, I give you know Goostin. Um, well, I don't know uh-huh. if you know him, know him, but you know who he is, right? Love him, yeah. And uh, I had him on, I had him on and um, that one, you know, he, he jumped ship, right? He, he went to yeah. high level and, and all that. And mm-hmm. I give him so much crap for that dude. So much yeah. crap. It's so funny, but even he like, like nothing but love, right? Like nothing but respect for Russell. He was, he was boxing me while I was at, uh, while we were at ClickFunnels. He's like, what new updates do they come out with? And like, he was like <laughs> trying to get a leg to the state of the union. And like, we were talking afterwards. He's like, oh dude, I have so much FOMO right now. Um, and I was like, well, each year trader. So, but like, it's so crazy to me how, I mean, I post on Facebook. I was like, I mean, it's the that was FHO was the number one event, right? To to network at, to meet people at, the energy, the yep. knowledge, like the people in that room that like just walk around, right? And that you can just like walk up to and talk to, right? It's just absolutely insane. So, um, yeah, I that's like, a really good. That's a really good point. Like we made it a point to not be the speakers who spoke and then sat in the green room and then flew home, right? Like we good. sat in the crowd, we talked to because that's what made a difference for us so much is we had the chance to kind of do the same thing. And it's definitely the culture that's that's curated there that I that definitely I, I think is absolutely Yeah, dude. Good. I was at um like I mean, there's people walking around in the halls, right? Like, like everyone's walking. Myron's walking around the hall. Joe and Eileen are walking around in the hall, right? Um, Dan Henry's walking around in the hall. Uh, that I met. Um, have you seen that? You're not on social media that much. You haven't, but have you heard, seen the guy? It's called. He's called Edward Verified, where he basically does reaction videos on like TikTok and Instagram and stuff to like people. So basically, you know how the internet is full of ridiculous claims about money and like what you can do with, with stuff, right? So he's this lawyer guy and he like responds back to like, he does react, he like watches the video and you can like see him watching it. And he basically is like, this is either complete BS or it's Edward verified, right? Which is like, yep, this Mm -hmm. is legit, right? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But like the guy's got millions of followers, right? Like I I was just walked up and talked to him. I got Jeremy Miner, um, book, you know, Jeremy Miner from seventh level, right? I met him at a party, right? Like got him to come up, like to book for the show. Peng June was walking, you know, walking around. Rudy was walking around. Like these guys are like, you know, every, everyone that's like, oh, ClickFunnels is for beginners, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, well, guess what? In any crowd, you've got a spectrum, right? And I'm like, I don't know, people that are doing hundreds of millions of dollars, Ty Lopez is former CEO. Like, but these ones are not, like, these are ballers, right? Um, yep. And it's like when I, I, I used to, I think, um, 
like when I would look at like ClickFunnels or whatever, I would buy into the, well, this is great for ClickFunnels, but like not every event can be this way type of deal. Or maybe that's not where the magic lies. And like, I think over time I've just realized like, no, the magic of an event has nothing to do with the content, right? The magic yep. of the event has to do with the environment and the energy and the people that are there in the room, right? Yep. I don't know. It was just, it was pretty. Buddy, but he blends that perfectly. You're right. It's not going to be a doctorate level breakdown of something because you can't do that from stage. However, you could do that with somebody in the hallway, right? So you have the opportunity for it, but the content is good enough. Like I had Joe and Eileen who are the people who teach you to do, pre like they came up to me and were like, I took two pages of notes on your entire presentation. Like, so there, yeah. you know, the, the, there's still enough. And there, and, the, and, and I think, um, I think they're not only that, and this kind of ties back to what I wanted to get to with McCall, because I have questions about McCall, is if you try to go to every speaker, it's not, you can't, right? Like it's, you just, your brain cannot process that much information. Like, dude, I mean, <laughs> this is a little bit different for me, but like, I couldn't make it into every speaker if I wanted to, because I just get attacked in the hallways. Like I, <laughs> dude, I don't know I told you this. I, I literally walked into- it's Tough being cool, man. Bro, it's, tough it's so being tough cool. being cool. It's so tough being so <laughs> awesome. Oh my gosh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, um, but no, I walked in. I literally walked into the Marriott and I, I came in a day late because I had client stuff or whatever. Dude, I walked in. I wasn't even to my room. Like I was like walking in the thing. People walk up to me. The first thing, the guy walks up. It's like, if this were the microphone, like an actual microphone and like walks with this, sticks the microphone in my face. And it's like, hey, Josh, can we make a video together? And I'm like, <laughs> I can't think yet, right? Like, I'm like, <laughs> sure. You just got off the plane, but let's go. Right, but but um, but um, what I did watch is I watched three presentations, right? And it was the the Attractive Character Power Hour. You were there, right? It was yep. right, like McCall, yep. um, um, Kalen Pullen, McCall, Jones, and Kevin Anson, right? And it was like, I only took notes on those three presentations. I didn't watch anything else. The entire rest of the time I was spent networking. And I was like, now I only know one thing. And that's the only thing I have to do. And like that in and of itself is valuable. Um, so anyway, yep. McCall, I want to ask you about her. Yeah. Because I have, I have, I'll have to have her on because I can, I'll have to tell her the story. Because like when I first heard, heard what McCall did, like what, however long ago, I was like, okay, this, oh, just, this just seems like a reach. Yeah, who would have been a bigger skeptic of it than you? Me, yeah, for right? sure. Yeah, right. It was like find your charisma, right? Yeah. And then I like was at Catherine's event, and she was spoke there, or whatever. And like I actually, she broke down her process, and I was like, "Dang it!" Like, wow, she's actually this is actually good, right? And then I like started watching her videos, and then she explained how her husband helped. Like, it, it's like all data driven, right? They like analyze, mm -hmm. and then I found out she was yeah. an acting beforehand. I was like, "Oh, dang, she's really good," right? And then like you see her on stage and I mean, dude, you watch that presentation. So like yeah. what, what, um, I don't know. Why should I work with, I don't know. Like, what, like what was it? What did she Cause do? there isn't, cause there like, you know, when you're with somebody and they're talking to you at your level, but you know that there's like seven levels that they're consolidating down. You mean like you with that, money, every single conversation we ever had? 100%, okay. right? Or yeah. Russell yeah. with marketing or Jordan with like, that's, it was evident. I mean, very quickly to be like, she made it so simple. She almost cheapened it by this charisma hacking type of a thing, right? She made it at least somewhat understandable, but yeah, there was like, there's serious data-driven 
Um, but for me, what, what, what did she it, actually do? So for at least for us, what she did is she watched, we sent her, you know, cause Russell makes like, he'll put you on stage somewhere to get an idea of the topic. Right. And then invite you to funnel to, to speak on stage. Funnel, like, at least that's the way a lot of the speakers end up getting there. So she had to send up the presentation that we did the first time and then our updated slide deck. And she went through and analyzed the entire thing of like, here's mm. where you, here's where it got difficult for you. Here's where you were out of your Christmas style or in your Christmas style. And then we oh, had to go helpful. from a 70 minute presentation to a 35, 35 or 38 minute presentation. And she's like, Hey, here's what you should cut. Cause it's not it. You just, you only need to talk about things that light you up that are inside mm. of your press. So here is what you're going to talk about. Um, and then she was obviously like, is there anything else you need in there? And if so, why? And let's make sure that we then, that, yeah, we, yeah. that we then change it and alter it so that it's something. And she isn't like, she never once said bring more energy or or be more engaging here it was you when in your charisma style you are engaging so let's figure out what pulls you away from that whether it's some of the content like there was a part that i presented like i'm just not that i just don't get that excited about it like i felt yeah. obligated to talk about it and so she's like let's cut it or change it and get excited about it and then so it was just getting all the things that make you pull away from just being your knack. Like when you're around people and you, and you're comfortable, people like you. So we're just going to make the same thing. And that was the end. I thought there was going to be more like tactics and other stuff. And it was, she just really removed all the barriers from it. And then the, cause like, do you were so like, I mean, I can tell this to you cause you admit it. Like you were so boring on stage at one point. Oh, right. Yeah. Like I know you joked about Russell falling asleep, but like, like, not not for good That's reason. Not a joke. Not, not, yeah, and, and it wasn't for not for good reason though. Like I like yeah. no offense. Like, I mean, you were the typical like guy that talks about money, and you're just like, oh my gosh, right? But like yep. now you're. I mean, Catherine Jones is an insane speaker, right? And she said it was like the best two you know presentations she'd ever watched with two people, right? So like, how did you like? So the, I mean, okay. there's a progression. Hold on, hold on. I, let, I would let, love let me, to give. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me ask you the, the actual question I'm asking you here, and then okay. you can answer however you want. I feel like I am a. I feel like I'm a good speaker, right? I feel like I'm pretty good on camera. I feel like I'm pretty good on stage. Apparently, I need to slow my freaking walking down. I gotta send you the video. <laughs> everybody said that. The every everybody said just don't. Josh Forty across the stage. Oh, is that yeah? Okay, so it's so funny. So. <laughs> So every single person that came, like after I got off stage, every single, like universally across the board, right? was like, amazing, 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 amazing. But you got to slow down, right? Except one. One person came up and was like, actually, yeah. So she, it was a woman. She came up, comes up to me and it was like, best presentation ever. Don't listen to anybody else who's telling you you had to slow down. Most amazing thing. Don't you ever, ever like do not for a second worry about the fact that you did that. So you can fix it all later. Next time is the best thing you could have done. You know who that was? It wasn't McCall, by the way. Not, I know who it was just because you told this story. Oh, okay. It was Kaylin Poland, yeah. right? Like yep. the Russell's attractive character, right? And yep. she's like, I was like, okay, I appreciate it. And like, you carry a lot of weight, right? So I was like, why? And she's like, because Josh, they're not going to remember anything you said as soon as you walk off stage, but they will never, ever, ever forget that. Right. Like yeah. they will be talking about it. It's like so, McCall's high kick. Like everybody right, remembers her doing right. that thing. And it, 
now they'll remember 100 forever so so my question is is i'm like okay i feel like i'm decent and i feel like i feel like my starting point entry level uh was better than your start entry point level right when it comes to that right on this particular topic For sure. and i watched you like pretty transform and i'm like wow if you brad can get that much better then i can get that much better but like what did you do so uh, there's some 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 things i've stacked right and mccall is the cherry on the top that like unlocked the like the rest of it where i didn't have to try like i was still definitely trying on some of on on some of them to get there but at first it was listening to russell on don't teach right it was just and and people like inside of, I think it's expert secrets. He's got a whole exercise where you say, what are their false beliefs? What do they need to believe? And then what's a story to get him to do that? I've legitimately done that probably a thousand times. Mm, like, and so people see that like I'm teaching something and that's where this, I think people are picking up on our presentation style. Ryan and I, we feel like we pioneered the like 50 gifts in a, in a, in a speech as like, the point to nail and then, like, <laughs> you really did yeah <laughs> tons of people are now doing yeah, are now doing yeah, yeah yeah because because i said which is great but yeah um that came from what do they believe and what are they feeling and since i don't have feelings like gifts were a great way to be like this is probably how you're feeling right and to be able to do that so so first it went through to be like every point is attached to how do they feel how do they need to feel and then it and then a story or an analogy or a kind of like bridge or whatever to get there. And so that's very engineered. Like we, like, I'm not joking, like probably a thousand different examples of that. So now we have this bank of that. So that was like step one of getting out of um, being good. boring and teaching on it. Um, and then second, Eileen and Joe really helped that two identities thing. You'll see it in my speech, right? We had business builders and movement makers from the very beginning, right? We had, so the two identities was part of, right, you know, at the, at the very beginning of it. Um, And then the third one is it's, it's Russell's dominoes and whether you follow it in three secrets, exactly whether it goes internal, external or not, but it really is just refining it down to, if they get this point, how, what are all the other points that then become irrelevant and, and pulling yeah. it down to them because then you're leaving them with something that because it's the most critical thing and refined all the way down to its simplest element, they can take it and then expand on it because it is, yeah. is expandable, right? But they get to expand on it to whatever experience or direction or applications they're going to have for it, right? And then and then the charisma for us was just the final thing, just again, letting our heads get out of the way for it. I'd say those are the things I worked yeah. on the most. That makes sense. And I think- I think what I heard you say without you saying it was you found like with the gift thing, I feel like you found the thing that allowed you to be yourself. Right. And then like, cause like the three secrets, the two identities, like those are powerful. Those are the most powerful. Like those are what gets someone to buy. I mean, you know, I talked about that with Dan Henry. I told you that story when I was down with him and you know, joining lean, but like you can, you can do those things and be so freaking boring, dude. Boring. Oh my gosh. Right. So like when you were talking but about, you can be gifts, super engaging without those and then people like oh i was entertained but they weren't really right right so those have to come together 
is the, is the art science, right? Russell, you know, the two identities, the three secrets, like that's the science. But I think like it's interesting of like when you were saying the, about the gifts, I was like, okay, that makes sense because you just found the thing. You found the thing that allowed you to like be you and articulate how you were feeling when, you know, you don't have feelings, right? Yeah. Um, so it's like that. That was interesting. Okay, that makes sense. I got so. I gotta do more of that. I feel like it's interesting on on my show. I do like I I've created. I dude. I just got done. Check this out. I wish I could show. I, I might be able to show you this. Ooh. Um. I just got done writing. Yeah. Okay. Check this out. I just got done writing. I'm gonna share my screen. This is the first time I've ever done this in an interview. Um. I just got done writing last night. A. 20 something page guide called podcast profits. Okay. And it's basically break down my whole here. Can you see my screen? It's coming up. Yep. All right. Check this out. All right. So it's literally this whole guide on, it's got like worksheets and stuff in here too. This whole thing, 27 pages long. Okay. So good. And dude, I rewrote this thing. I am not kidding you. when I say I rewrote this thing, like I am not like, not like a tweaked and adjusted. I mean like rewrote the whole thing probably six or seven times. Right. To like get it down to like where it needed to be and basically taking my brain of what I did on the show and like what I've done on the show to like do interviews and flow and get people on the show and creating the environment and like all the different pieces, right? Like, mm -hmm. like down out of my brain and into the document to where like it was comprehensible, right? And I, one of the biggest things that I noticed in a show is like step one, it's called the golden mic method, right? That's the... the that's the chat GPT answer that Dan Henry and I came up with, right? That, uh, you know, that, that is, go. I, it's going to be, that's, that's going to be such a great story someday. It already is a great story, but, um, <laughs> but like step number one that I think like everybody gets wrong when it comes to like their show is they think like, they think that they have to create a, like, they think that their show has to be about their topic. If they, they think that their show has to like teach people stuff, they think that their show has to be about marketing if they do marketing. Right. And it's like, none of that's true. Like step number one is to create your angle because if you create the right angle, the whole purpose of your show is to create this place where your ideal customer or guest or whoever you're trying to go wants to come talk to you, hmm. right? And it's like, if they don't want to come talk to you, and by the way, it's not just, not just willing to come talk to you, but like actually want to, they like, they enjoy it. And the example I use is obviously if nobody wants to come talk to you, then you're going to push a boulder up a hill, right? But it's like, if somebody's willing to come talk to you, if I had a car on one side of the street, it was a flat street, right? And I need to go a mile. Like willing is I can get in the car, I can put it in neutral and I can get out and I can push it. Like, can you do it? Yeah. Well, sure, right? Yeah. Is it gonna be hard? Yeah, but you could do it, right? But if you create a place where people want to come talk to you, right? It's like game over. It's like getting in the car, turning on the car, pushing on the gas and going. And the, the perfect example of that is when Russell, like, do you, you know this, I think, I think you, I think you know this, but I've never, I've had Russell on the show like four times, right? I've never one single time asked Russell to come on the show. Every single time he's, he's reached out to me and been like, yo, can we do Atlas Shrugged? Yo, can we do Outwitting the Devil? Right? Yo, can we, why? Because it's like, he wants to come on, right? Yeah. He and wants the way to that talk you, about those things. Right. And so the way that you do that is you, you, create a play or I'm mean, sorry, um, is you find the things that you bring to the table, right? Like you, it's your, your big idea, like whatever the big idea of your show is. And then like, what do you bring to the table that allows you to be you? Right. And so like my big idea was like, dude, how many people have a marketing podcast where they talk to people, marketers about marketing, about marketing, about their first funnel and how they made a million dollars in marketing marketers. Right. Like, yeah. 
So like within different theory, like what I do, I was like, yo, you ever, you know, what do you think of Trump or what, what do you think of God? Or like, you know, have you ever done drugs? Or, you know what I mean? Like I just asked people the randomest questions and they were like, this is amazing. Everybody want to come. But like, I just got to be me. And I feel like that concept of me doing what I do best, which is be controversial and ask good questions is the same concept that you apply to the presentations of you're just like, what do I do best? Well, I like witty humor. I love gifts. And I love, and I feel like once you did that, correct me if I'm wrong, that's what, that's what unlocked it. Yes. A hundred percent. And that's, yeah. that's what McCall's really good at. That's where charisma hacking is important. Cause like when she showed me my style, she had named it. What she had, she had said something like you're a tease. And I'm like, I am, charm. I'm not, I'm not. And charm. And that didn't uh -oh. make sense to me. Yeah, it is charm until she then she's like, you specifically need to lay on the sarcastic uh, <laughs> You're so like, good at it too. ego you know what i mean like and and giving me permission to do that with yeah. that is like oh i need to if i'm ever getting boring or or you know dropping in energy or not delivering the way i need to add some wit back into it because that's how like i like garrett white gets people's attention very differently than i get people's mm. attention and then when you get their attention, then you're engaging and then you can go into all of your stuff. And so that's when I'm like, anytime I feel it dipping, I'm like, okay, I need, I need the, the break, the ice, the move things up for me is that arrogant, you know, witty type of the humor. Iron Man, and then dude, I, that Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man, like that's exactly, when she showed me that I was like, yes. That's why I like Iron Man is like, that's exactly how I'd respond to everything. It's like, okay, cool. Now I've got, a a guide because it's hard to do it for yourself but i'm like oh those are the people that i need to see how they're doing it and i can have permission to do it the same way and i don't have to get on stage and try to get the audience engaged the same way tony robbins would or the same way even russell brunson would like when he yeah. gets all excited i get excited when he does it when i try to do it i just feel stupid yeah like, okay i can't i can't be that so yeah uh, it was great it was it was worth everything and all we did was two sessions with her and then some boxing back and forth and it i mean the entire thing transferred. all right i'll have to i'll have to uh i'll have to hit her up because it is worth i'm it. getting ready to do a challenge big old challenge with dan henry uh and that's what that's what we're that's what we're gonna do is we're redoing our five-day challenge and we're gonna do it and have her add that element to the entire thing so yeah well I'll, I'll i'll be interested to see how your new challenge goes dude we're gonna try to do a million bucks in a day Ooh. We who like, you? But Dan, you, me you? and Dan. No, Dan. me and Dan. Like, yeah, like he, like Dan, that dude is just, he's, he's just. Dude, you stuck. said something that has still stuck with me on Dan Henry. Like I, anyone that knows Dan has 50 preconceived ideas about it. And they're probably all true in some way. <laughs> but the one thing you said of like, he's legitimately the smartest person in this and th but then you said it's not because he knows all the advanced stuff better it's because he knows if you think you're a seven on the basics you're actually a two and he's a ten yeah and now, there's the exact, the exact analogy that i used was if it was a one to a scale of one to a hundred and most people think they're like a 40 or a 50 and he's like a 70 and it's like no you're a 12 and he's a 92 right yeah, yeah. But like, cause he's, yeah. And he's like, you know, he, he gave me the rules of like, one of them was always self-deprecate. 
right? Because he's like, the more of an idiot you can sound like, the more people believe that they can do it, right? He's like, because the higher you get, he's like, the more it's impossible for them to do, right? And so he's like, you have to be an idiot. Like, you have to just self-deprecate, self-deprecate, self-deprecate. And I like conceptually believed him because I like watched him do it. And obviously, this is in the coaching space, coaching consulting, when you have to make someone else believe that they can. It's different depending upon what it is, right? But like, I conceptually believed him. And dude, I went to FHL. And when people would go and ask me what I did, here's how I would respond every single time, okay? And it was fascinating to watch the responses. Because beforehand, uh, you just should be like, oh, I do marketing, we do challenges, and we made these millions of dollars, blah, blah, blah. And everyone's like, oh, that's cool. Da, 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 right? Like this year, I answered everybody the same way. I was like, oh, I'm super dumb. Um, I just interview smart people and I learn what they do, how they think, how their problems. And like, then I get, they, you know, how do, how do I solve their problems for them? And they pay, pay me lots of money, but I'm super dumb, right? Like that's what I would say, right? Every single time. And dude, it was like, everyone was so fascinated, right? Everyone mm-hmm. was like, well, how did you, what do you mean? Like, that's so smart. What did you do? And I'm like, wait, I just told you I was dumb, right? Like, I'm just sitting there like testing like different lines on it. And it was always that thing. And it was fascinating. And so anyway, Dan and I are in trying a million bucks in a day. And I was boxing in. We, we drove home yesterday. It was like, dude, it was so long. It was like seven and a half hour drive after two flights. Um, but I boxed him for like 45 minutes and like, he's helping me build out the stuff. And this is the, the first time I feel like Dan actually got my process, right? Mm. Like he like knew it beforehand, but like there was that, that moment, you know, that when someone likes, like, Oh wait, he's like, and he goes, Oh dude, this is actually really good. He's like, Oh, 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 oh we're gonna make millions and millions of dollars with this. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> right. So we're gonna try to do a million bucks in a day. Okay, stop. I want to point something out. Dan was confident before he knew you were really actually good at what you did that you could make a million dollars in a day. So everybody just like soak that in for a minute. Like you don't have to be, according to Dan anyway, it sounds like the absolute insanely best, like one in a billion. And now that he realizes Josh is approaching that and much better than he originally thought. Now he's like, we'll make millions and millions and millions. millions, millions. Like, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's cool. Okay, so actually, that's a that's a perfect transition and segue over into um, the money conversation because I have two I have two 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 main topics that I have left to talk to you about. This one's one of them. Okay, so money. So I told you this at FHL. I have never met someone in my life who more people want to give money to than you. That like you're not accepting even right, but like we'll we'll talk about that that ways, but like. So many people want to give you money. Now, money aside for a second, like the actual idea of behind money, but like that right there contains, like that means you have a level of influence that most people don't understand, right? And this is the game of influence. So we have to talk about influence. So like, what do you, I don't know if I've ever asked you this question before either. So like, what do you think makes you as influential as you are. And like, I always say influence is not about the amount of followers that you have, or, you know, how many views you get, or even, even technically the amount of people that know you, right. Influence is like your ability to get someone else to move either directly or indirectly, right? Like literally your influence, how they think act aside, right. And it's like when somebody, myself included, but like when somebody gets around you and they like understand you or not even understand you, they like remotely understand one, one topic of what you talk about, right? 
it's like they just like are like oh my gosh i have to work with you or like oh my gosh how do i give you money like this is insane right and i'll let you tell tell as much or as little as the you know the taylor's uh, stuff if you want to or whatever but i like I, I hear you tell those stories and i see what people do and i see how people interact with you and like want to give you money what what make what do you think where do you think you hold influence and what do you think creates that where do and, I hold influence? And, and I want you to, I want you to answer this as, as if you're talking to me, because I like, yeah. I, I want to know. So that's a, I, <laughs> when you tell me things like Brad, you're the top person who people want to give money to at FHL that don't know how I'm still genuinely confused by that. So maybe we discover this together because whatever <laughs> it is, I'm not doing intentionally. Like I'm not going there in order to create it, but I can throw a couple of things out there that I feel like are just how I operate or rules. Yeah. That would, because I've been trying to answer it since we even talked at Funnel Hacking Live, right? Yeah. We were walking and having the beginning of this conversation. Um, a couple of, to me, a couple of things is a lot of it's built on reputation, right? And hmm. your reputation precedes you. And that is, if there were pillars of influence, I would put that in as one of them, not the, not the only one, but a, but a big one. Um, and one thing I've done is one of the reasons I don't take everybody's money is if I don't have a product that can serve you and can get the result, I'd rather not even start. Like I'm either going to knock it out of the park for you or, I'm, or we're not going to do anything at all together because I'm going to protect. I don't ever want somebody walking away and be like, eh, that was all right. It, it, you know, it was it was, it was was pretty good, right? So I work to, to ensure that contact with me or engagement or interaction with me is always a level 10 or I'm going to work on not doing it. So that's some of the reason why is our product wasn't originally built for entrepreneurs, those in the ClickFunnels space, those doing it, you know, we were working in another, in another space. I don't know if that's what it is. And then that becomes elusive and it becomes a tease and it becomes, no, this, no, no, just, really knows no, what's going no. on. But, but that's, that's why I've continued to turn things down is I'm like, I, I know, I know what you need to get the result that I can offer. And I don't have the ability. And a lot of it, to be honest, is, is the person coming to me. Like some of these people I'd like, I'd have to fly to you and sit with you for two weeks and force you to do this. Like, I just can't, I just can't do it. So I'm not even going to tell you anything about it at all. Right. And, and I'm, and I've worked to improve to where I now have products or, or programs or the ability to get the result. And I get more, you know, more and more results, but like, that was something we decided really early when we came um, into the ClickFunnels space, it was like, wait a minute, we could make millions on everybody here. Like we could really come in and do this. And we never have until we've had the, the thing to be able to do. Back I mean, up. Yeah. But what do you think about that? I'm just analyzing it. I think you're right. Like I'm trying to just like, like part of the reason is then I have the show and like I did the angle of the show, what I did with like the game of influence mm -hmm. is like, I actually, I think that, I think that some people like the Dan's, maybe the Russell's, right? Like of the world know why they are influential, right? Because they've studied it and it's like, they've, they've literally reverse engineered and, and engineered the whole life. Right. But yeah. I do think a lot of people don't know why they are. Right. And I'm like, I'm like trying to like learn it, 
because when I sat back and I asked myself, like, I'm like, okay, I've been in marketing, I've done sales, I've done social media, I've done podcasting, I've done, you know, in shows and I've done challenges. And, I've done, and I'm like, I was like the common denominator behind all of this. And then by the way, as we, you know, as I sat on your couch and we talked till whatever it was in the morning earlier this year, Wait, and I was like, I don't want to build a business, Brad, right? I just want to make money and be a unicorn. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah you could probably figure that out, right? I was like, well, okay, that was great. And I appreciate your permission for that. That was great. But I'm like, it doesn't really help. I mean, it does. It did. It did a lot. But I'm like, yep. what's like the underlying thing? And I'm like, hmm. Because you oh, you mentioned like a Simon Sinek, right? Or, uh, you know, like people that were unicorns. And I'm like, okay, well, they're yep. all super influential, right? And that that yep. kind of been this, this underlying thing of like understanding like what gets people to move and like being connected and like all this. And so I just am like trying to figure out like, how do you, I think I thought of it. Okay. Okay. So the other part to it, and you and I have talked a little bit about this as well, and this is absolutely, so in this, this stems from the industry that I'm in, because there are real consequences to bad decisions. Like I'm not in an industry where you fake it till you make it. I'm not in an industry where you can experiment through, like it works or it doesn't, you know what you're doing or you don't. And there are lots of people who don't know what they're doing, but they talk like they do. Um, so there's real, there's real consequences to that. So the thing I've always refused to do with clients is just to be like, hey, here's what you should do, Josh. Here it is. Mm. I know what you should do. But I always had that fear of like, if I just said it all and walk through it, it'd be like handing you a kid's scissors and be like, skip into the sunset, right? With your scissors, four-year-old. So uh, what I've always done is I've said, look, I have to teach you how to think before I can show you how that product works, because having it, you're going to be required to think to get the results. And if you can't think, then no, it doesn't matter how amazing the product is that I give you, or I set you up with, or I put into place, the result won't come. Mm. And so I have, we have a pretty hard line around unless you will sit with me and let me rewire mm. how or they you know, or go through my program or whatever to be able to you have to then like I don't ever sell a product I only talk about here is how you need to be thinking and I continue on that line of reasoning until you ask me I want whatever that is mm. and then I'm like great now I've rewired you enough to, to think about it. Now you're asking for it and now I can put it in. And because you asked for it, you'll receive it and you'll use it and you'll do stuff with it. Rather than being talking about how amazing the product is and why it solves all your problems and how it's the best thing ever and almost like forcing that on you. But if you see the world fundamentally differently and I get that all the time, they're like, if you talk to Brad about money, like you'll never unsee the world and you'll see it in all of the places. Oh my gosh. Yes. That then break your brain type of, yeah. Yeah. Right. Then it continues to reinforce the fact that like, when I give you something, you're like, Oh, are you sure? I don't know. Or it gets harder. I don't, then everywhere you're seeing it, it's reinforced. So that's another one is I think people have influence and you know, you, Jordan doesn't just give you the answer either. And Simon extending doesn't need like they work to rewire how you're thinking about something. Now you're by definition changed which means they influenced you. So yeah. I think that's a big part of it, at least for me. No, that's actually a really good point. Yeah, Jordan Peterson, I mean, he's borderline annoying sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. With how long he takes to freaking to get to his answer. answer. Like, 
He answered two questions at our thing where we watched for an hour and a half because he spent all of the time rewiring everything. Cause it's like, I can't even answer this because I have, we haven't defined some basic set of time. Like, where is he going with this? But then you realize, oh, there was this seeded thing way deep in my presuppositions that had to be broken before his answer would even make sense. Yeah. And one of my favorite things by him with that exact thing is when somebody asked him about Bitcoin and he started talking about, (laughs) he started talking about God bringing the Israelites out of Egypt, Egypt. right? Like across the Red Sea and then like how they wandered into the desert for 40 years and all this concept of all, and he spends like 30 minutes probably on this concept. Right. And like, I don't even, I think it had to do with like the fact that it was like, self-preservation or like uh, like or not self-preservation like taking care of oneself and responsibility for oneself and like custody of oneself essentially right because he's like these people actually wanted to be enslaved right because even after they were out they were like they're gonna go back and he's like da 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 and so bitcoin is this and he like ties the whole thing back in and you're like i have never like how did i what you didn't know saying and so yeah. that's interesting because the question right before you said like i think i think i got it that I think the question where I was going with that was like, okay, you, you've walked, I mean, I've, I've seen you walk into rooms where from the outside looking in and in the category of topic of the room that it was, is like, you were not the smartest person in that room around that topic, right? Like Russell's inner circle when you first walked in, right? <laughs> like yep. when it came to marketing, when it came to stuff, and like you've told the story a bunch of times, so I think I can tell it. It's like Russell told you this wasn't going to work and just to go sell life insurance, right? Yep. And it was like, oh, but that's not, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think what I might remember, my question was, is like, how did you have the confidence and certainty to to not only just like, to, to, to like know what to say or hold yourself, but like for you not to lose faith in yourself almost, right? Because I'm like, that's where I feel like is the hardest for me sometimes is like, I'll walk into a room and like when my ideas are pushed and challenged, I'll be like, I don't know, maybe it worked for me, but dang, I don't know. I just, ah, maybe I'm wrong on all this. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if you can, what you're saying is if you can shift thinking, which is exactly what Dan told me, right? Don't teach people anything. Teach them how they think. Right. That's what basically creates influence. That's so annoying and so helpful at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And dude, the, the, the belief thing as a side note, in case people are wanting answers to that, like that to me is where um, the community comes into play. Like I would have quit multiple times if there weren't people like Josh 40 being like, no, dude, you don't get it. Like you don't see when you walk into a room, how everybody else reacts. Cause you're you like, mm-hmm. and so it's like, Oh, okay. I guess I'll, I, I, okay, well, you know, we'll, we'll try this a, li- yeah, a little bit longer. So that's yeah. something, I don't know. That's well, I also that- think, you know, your stuff so well, that's the other thing that like, that is one thing I will say about you too. When you were like, I'm in an industry where this has to work type of deal. Yes. Also, you just know yourself better than everyone. Like, you know, you know what you do. I mean, like just better than anyone else, right? Like, you know, it so well, and I feel like that creates a level of certainty and influence. Um, Braden actually posted this and the other day or a couple of weeks ago, and he was like, money flows, and I'm going to use money, influence flows, right? Yep. To the people that 
are the most certain. Mm. You know what I mean? And I was yep. like, well, that's good. Oh, that. And Garrett White says it this way. It says, whoever has the strongest frame wins the argument, yeah. right? And that, to me, I guess, also would be that, that idea of certainty, right? Yeah, that's true. And I'm so certain in it when somebody's not understanding me, I'm like, okay, you're just not understanding, which means I need to change how I'm packaging this. Doesn't change anything about, I know it a thousand percent sure that this is the way it is. You, there's just a premise that is that is missing that needs to be fixed. And then once yeah. that's understood, we can get there. Yeah. That's Probably, what kept me going through it. Yeah, that makes sense. And I feel like that's the, how I feel about my show, not to the level of detail, but I'm like, I think everybody should have a show because I'm like, there's no greater networking tool ever. I mean, like, I can say whatever I want to say. I could be like, oh, you know, reading expert secrets or building a funnel or like presentation or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, none of those things actually got me on stage. None of those things actually yep. built any, like, it's just like literally one thing, like creating a place where I could build relationships with powerful people, like period, like end of story. Like that is what it did. Right. And it's funny. Cause like the more I tell people that I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty dumb. Right. And then I go and I do this. I'm like, I'm actually pretty dumb. And I'm just like, I got a few things, right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you don't have to get anything right. You, or you, you can barely get anything right. Like you can literally just get like a couple of things right. And you can not like as a leech, but you can kind of like ride off of everybody else's like knowledge and just like apply a few smart things to your life, which, okay, this is actually another perfect transition to the last topic I wanted to get to about because knowledge on this, which is good, sir. I am two months away from being a dad. Oh, yes. Dude, two months and December 1st, we have a name willow right yes. so and we went and got a 3d ultrasound so we like saw our face and that was like oh is this, is, this is really real oh this is like actually happening right mm -hmm. so um yes that talk to me <laughs> i don't know what do i need to know oh because i feel like everyone there's never been something in life where i feel like oh yeah everyone that gave me advice on this was all right Right. That everybody yeah. universally was correct on what they told me. And here's the two things. Number one, during the pregnancy so far, no one, no, not a single person actually told me what the hardest part was going to be for me, which is um, your wife is going to be uncomfortable all the time. And there's literally nothing you can do to help her. Right. Like, don't worry. There's no, there's no, not, not, nothing money can buy. There's no, no, no much time, how much time you can spend. And I was like, no one prepared me for that. And now we're about to have this kid and everyone, here's what everybody's telling me. They're like, you're never going to get any sleep, bro. And I'm like, okay, counterpoint. Also, I could just make a lot of money and hire a nanny. And guess what? I have a, moved into a house. We have a, you know, we go to have guests. I'm like, that seems like a solvable problem to me. Am I going to get less sleep? For sure. Am I going to be worried all the time? I'm sure. I don't know. Maybe I'm just making this all up. I have no idea. Maybe I'm totally wrong on this, but I'm like, what do I, what are they not? What do I not know? Hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, dude, that was a, <laughs> that was a really good way to put it. Cause I felt the same thing about my wife up until she was pregnant. And my wife was like deathly ill, like IVs every week, like mm. not even able to function. And we did this six times. So she's a pull, but that was the first time I really understood empathy. Cause I'm mm. not like, I don't have feelings. Right. So it, like if you're a functioning person and you're having a hard time, it's like, okay, welcome to life. Like Stuck it up, can I help you, like I'll talk you through anything, but, yeah. but that was one where like there, there was absolutely no solution. 
there was only pain and suffering and I care for that person deeply. That was like the trifecta of like, oh, and you're right. Like, that's what I hated about it was like, there's nothing I or anyone can do. It's just going to suck for a while. Yeah. That's, that is, is really true. What, what specifically, is there something specifically like, is it the birth process? Is it then having a kid? Is it then the, 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 the timeline that you know that you're stepping into that between now and 18, something has to happen. Like what? I don't, I'm not that. Here's the thing. I'm not worried about it at all. I'm like, I have like no concerns. Okay. Right. And can I'm we, like, can we get controversial? Not yeah, for sure. Show. Do you know why you're not worried about it? Because just like with your wife, there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Mm. <laughs> and, but guess who can? Like this to me, I've never relied on Christ more mm. than as a dad. Cause I'm like, Hey, I don't know what I'm doing. It's impossible for me to know what I'm doing. There's so many other factors out there, but this is your plan. Like you made it this way. You didn't give us a manual. You don't reveal everything. There isn't. It's just be a, you know, be the protector provider preside mm. of your family here. You live everything that you possibly can and do all that you possibly can. And then it's in his hands. And that's the way I end at, basically start and end every day is like, Hey, here's everything that I tried. Here's what I'm show me something that I can do better for me. And then you take the rest. Mm. And that's why I've never really like stressed about it because I know it's unknowable in my mind, but somebody does know. And then I will just be the instrument. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. You said there's not a manual. There's literally not. And it's interesting. I've never thought it about the way that it's like, oh, but wait, that's the way that God designed it. Like God gave us a manual for life. He literally he gives ten commandments. A, he tells us how to interact with everybody. He else. literally gives the whole Bible. <laughs> He's like, here you go, right? But he didn't. He, he tells that. us how to interact with our neighbor. He tells us how to interact with like everyone else. But there isn't that one. I mean, there there are a few there are verses here and there, but I, but I agree. And it's like, okay, that makes me feel better too. And but, and the harder part is. There's examples of who you would think did it perfectly and their kids didn't respond, right? Yeah. Like Adam can't think of a better dad potential than him. He stood in God's presence, remembered <laughs> it, right? And had two very different outcomes with their children, right? And then oh, there were people man. who were raised by terrible parents who then became kings and prophets and stuff. So it's like, okay, there's... The, there's an element that's mine, but then there's the rest of it that's not. And that's what that's the only because I've been the same as you. Like I was never worried about it. Like when Ryan found out his wife was pregnant, like he remembers he like passed out. Like it was like <laughs> overwhelming and like I can't. And that that's great that people respond that way. I was like you. I never did. I was just like, well, my I'm only not. response to it was this. It was like, I was like, mm, I'm gonna have less time in the day, so I probably should like double my focus. Like, and I was like, okay. And then once I doubled my focus and I started running the math, cause I, <laughs> you and I are very similar in a lot of ways. Um, we're very different in a lot of ways, but one of the ways we're very, very similar is that when, when I found out or whatever, I went to my wife and I was like, okay, so like, you know this better than I do. So like, how much is this going to cost? Mm. Right. <laughs> like how much more money do I need to make? Right. And like me being me who will, you know, to me, I'm like, if a mon problem can be solved by money, it, you know, then we're just going to solve the problem. It's not that difficult. Right. Yep. 
But I'm like, okay, we have, do we have every single, we have every single freaking thing you could buy. <laughs> like we have so much stuff for this kid. And, and here's the thing that will only affect you. You get those things. So your life is better. It doesn't change the baby's life. Okay. So the, talk to me about me though, for a second, not about the kid. There have been a few people that are like, parenting is awesome, yada, yada, yada. And just that. Almost everyone is like, you have no idea what you're about to walk <laughs> into, dude. Like parenting is a different thing. And they'll be like, and it's awesome. It's totally worth it. But it sucks. It's so hard. It is so difficult. It is so this. Like you have no idea what you're about to, your life is about to get rocked. Your life is about to blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, your business, you, you thought business was hard. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. But like, I don't really have business. I optimize my life so I can go like, dude, I, I mean, I can say, I mean, you know me, like I go smoke weed and read Jesus, read or read the Bible in the mountains every weekend. You know what I mean? Like that's like, that, yeah. So I mean, I won't be able to do that when I have a kid. I get right. that. But like, but like what's going to change for me? Like, what do I need to prepare? Like if you could give me your best advice, not of how to raise a child, but like right. just of like what to mentally prepare for. Yeah. On the first kid. All right. I got it. All right. You ready? Yeah, this is this is my response to that. So first off, everybody likes shared suffering, right? So they're going to talk about the suffering part first. So there's just that, right? Yeah, but I hate That's sharing suffering. Human nature, like, right? Yeah. No matter what you're doing really well, you always want to talk about how hard it was. That's just we're we're bound by shared suffering. Yeah. But the the thing that it took me a while to realize that this is for whatever way I'm wired, um, and I would tell other people to do. And I use the example of like because when. When I got engaged, my brothers who were older than me, who were not engaged, were like making fun of me. And they're like, well, now you have to give up all of this stuff. And the example was like, weekend in Vegas, right? That's gone now that you're tied down. And I thought about that for what, like a long time. And I thought, you know, when I was single, that was fun. Mm. And Mormons in Vegas are not the same as everybody else. <laughs> it was so fun, right? <laughs> But what I'm stepping into, I want so much more than mm. that, that it's not, I'm not even sacrificing the weekend in Vegas. I don't want it anymore. Mm. And then, oh, you know, when I had, I use the joke, but it's very true that with every kid, I had to give up a hobby. Like I used to watch every snap of every football game, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, every single time. Really? I haven't watched a football game in like three years. I didn't even know you knew what football was. You don't even know me when it was that. But like, yeah, I watched. I knew I all of it. I grew up playing sports. Like that's what got anyway. But I don't miss those things because they I've replaced them. And I've been very clear with myself. No, this is what I want. And I only look back at that with fond memories. That was an enjoyable time of my life, but I don't wish I was still there and wanting it and doing that, right? And so at, I think what a lot of people do is when they take on something new, they don't actually evolve, right? Mm -hmm. And there's the scripture that's like, when I became a man, I put away childish things. I think that's what that scripture is meant to tell us to do. Isn't that I regret anything or, but I can look at that and be like, that was really fun to be married and not have kids, but I don't still want it. I don't still wish. Yeah. It, right. And then that's when people are like, bro, you don't even know. Well, it's like only if you're holding on to that still, yeah. that the answer. And then we all optimize our lives so quickly. And we can like, once we're in on something, you're going to keep up with the rate of change. 
because you're not going to be surprised because you're already wanting and desiring and planning for it that you're just stepping into and it's just new. So yeah. I don't have the whole thing of like, bro, get ready. It's not even going to be any like, is it hard? Yeah. Is it all of that stuff? But I don't I'm like, yo, on, on, it's hard to imagine there's going to be something harder than figuring, figuring well, out how to like build and, a business. And I'll give and you this, like, like, I was still an employee making $60,000 a year when I had a mortgage and three kids and then decided to step off and start a business. Through that. <laughs> right? So I believe I had a much more difficult path to take than some or more, or at least mentally straining to it. But I, I don't look back on it as like, oh my gosh, what the heck was I thinking? That was the craziest thing. It was just, it was just those incremental pieces. And I, I yeah. never looked back and stayed attached to, so you've got to let go of single Josh. You have to let go of married, no kids, total freedom, Josh, and say, no, I chose, this is what I want. This is the path. Yeah. This will do that. And just focus forward on that. And then just enjoy the memories of what you had before, but don't try to have both. And you've already done it. You've already begun re-engineering what your life is going to be. You're increasing so your focus. much so you're making those choices. So when you step into it, you're going to be like, what was everybody talking about? I don't That's know. okay. I'm glad you said that because I'm like, I don't know, man. I like, was it, was, I feel like basically what I'm hearing you say is was kids hard. Yeah. But like all of life is hard. Yeah. What do you do? It was like, in looking back, it wasn't actually that difficult in a way that everybody else said it was difficult. Yes, it was difficult and challenging because it was life is difficult and challenging, but it wasn't actually that difficult, right? No. And yeah. again, it's it's back to like, I I knew I chose it. And right. so right. anything 100%. I choose, the yeah. suffering is much less because I, I chose it. I know what the outcome is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's helpful. 100%. All right. Well, that makes me feel better. I appreciate it. And um, I don't know. But it's going to be the simply greatest thing ever yeah you and aim. optimize not to check boxes because like when you said like i oh, just hire a nanny and it'll all go away like, no 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 i meant for like I know what you mean. sleep yeah 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 yep but like yes find the things to optimize you being a father you being a husband yeah. and you being a business owner not just optimize your life to be a business owner yeah, no, hundred percent. Well, I, I I do think that that is one area that I've done, I've gotten right, um, in the sense of like, I mean, you know me too. Like, I'm like, business sucks, man. I hate being a business owner. I love making money, right? <laughs> like, I love, yep. I love having a show. I love having influence. But like, I'm like, Ugh. and so I, I think I've done that. I think I, I think I conceptually understand that it will grow and and change. I'm sure, but um, I'm super pumped about it. The thing that I'm most excited, and then we'll wrap up here. But the thing that I'm most excited about is I'm like, you know how I'm business, like you launch a campaign or you do something and it's like, then you got to wait like a day or a week or a month. And then you like get feedback back. Right. And then you like make adjustments and you're like, okay, that was working. That's not, I'm like, I feel like a kid is a rapid fire, instantaneous me feedback mechanism, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Right. Of like, you know, exactly. Like there's no like, Oh, let's just put this away for a day and check on it tomorrow. Right. Like, it's just like, Nope, it is there in your life all the time, constantly giving you feedback on and adjusting you in real time. And me, a personal development junkie who wants to just like, like go as fast as I possibly can. I'm like, I feel like that's going to be super exciting. So and anyway, that the only time I've ever been like in despair about parenting is 
it's relentless, right? Mm. You're right. It's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You cannot get away from it. And that's the only time is like, can I, can I just have a, a break and, and not be that that's the only thing that I've, that I've ever really had to deal with is to be like, you, cause yeah. it is constant. Yeah, God gave us a husband oh. and a wife. So, you know, we have help. It's amazing. It's like God's smart or something. Yeah, it's uh, like he had a plan. Like he has a has plan. All right, man. I appreciate your time on this. A couple rapid fire questions here just to wrap up. Number one, because I have to know, who was your sports team? If you used to watch all these sports, who was your favorite football team? So I grew up, this was a rough time. I grew up in Washington State in the 90s. So it was Seahawks, man. We mm. were Seahawks fans before it was cool to be Seahawks fans. Mm. All right. Seahawks fans. Okay. Um... I don't know. We'll have to have you back on and actually do money episodes and stuff. Um, instead of rapid fire, I do have one more question, but or rapid fire question. But like, uh, instead of a rapid fire question, I will say a genuine thank you to you from me. Um, for as one of the things that has made the setup of having a child, um, so much more insanely easy to me in my head is I'm like I feel like my finances are in order. And like, not like, just like, it's not like I have a big savings account type of in order. Like, I'm like, I feel like I, I actually know what I'm doing with my finances and I have like set up and in place. I told you this when I moved into the house, like yep. it was like, everything went wrong. It was like, it was more expensive and things changed. It took long or whatever. And I just called you and I was just like, thank you. So thank you. I really, really do appreciate um, all your knowledge and, and, and your influence over me in the area of money. Cause I didn't listen to you for a long time, but I'm very, very glad that I did. So You're welcome. thank you. Um, last question for you is, all right. Imagine you are, you know, every stage that you have been on, every podcast that you do now, uh, all that you've done and all through the end of your life. Um, I don't want you to think about every person that you've ever talked to in life. I want you to think about specifically your ideal customer, your ideal person that you feel called to serve. And for you, it'd be like kind of the entrepreneurial crowd type of this. Like you, like every person that's ever heard you speak, they will forget everything you've ever told them because that's what we do, right? But you could leave them with one final message or one final idea that they will believe 100%. You don't have to have any justification, right? You don't have to have any proof of that. Like you just get to be like, factually know this or factually this message or idea, they will believe and operate. What's that message or idea? Oh my gosh. I know, right? So the one thing they would believe implicitly. Yeah, factually just done. End of story, true. no question. Um that uh, you know in my there'd be lots of them in my domain of wealth it would be until you've built value that is outside of your capacity you're not wealthy if mm -hmm. if it requires you and your inputs you're still in the income game so it is it is that game has to be figured out awesome. that's good that's good all right now I'm going to think about that and come back on and answer it more. All right. Well, have to, that's, that's what you can come back that's on. That's the initial thing is there's, there's a, yeah, there's a difference between making money and what wealth is in understanding. Cause I mean, lots of business owners are like, Oh, I like, I help people be financially free. And they're like, Oh, I already, oh, you don't just don't, you don't have to justify it. Okay. I know. I know. I know. I know. It's okay. Guys, Brad is our money guy on the show. He is not even just the money guy, the wealth, the finance, the, the, the money, all of it, all of anything to do with that. He is the person I trust you most. We will have him on many, many, many times. I wanted to start with this episode, not talking about money, not talking about all this stuff. So you got to know him a little bit better. And it was super, super fun. Brad, thank you so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it.
All right, everybody, that is all for today. Do not forget my new guide, Podcast Profits, is out now, which is four steps to creating an unlimited supply of high-ticket buyers by interviewing your high-ticket clients on your show. Make sure to go check that out. Go to joshforty.com slash podcastprofits or get the link down in the description. And um, yeah, it's out. We got the challenge coming up with Dan Henry, which is going to be really exciting. Tickets going on sale for that soon, next week, actually. So uh, make sure to stay tuned for that. Big thank you to Brad. As always, hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to become wildly influential. Do not be afraid to make money. Just make sure that you use that influence, that money for good. That's all for today. See you next time. Peace.